let it go like think about elon musk he has like seven companies you know you know he's not doing all of that 100 percent. but he's doing all of that <laughs> how good way to put it right 100%. jack dorsey he's running square he's, he, he was running square on twitter he's not doing all of that but he's doing all of that 100 it's understand like it's increasing the bandwidth delegating in the sense where it's like you know you're empowering people while doing it Welcome to the Flipping Tables podcast, where we challenge limiting beliefs and flip the tables on perspective that may be holding us back. I'm your host, Tani Majiqua, and as always, if you like anything that we're doing out here, I want you to do me a favor and hit this little button I'm holding in my hand right now, right? And if you really, 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 really like me, I want you to hit this other button down here. It's called subscribe. Just, just click it. We'll see what happens. And do me one more favor. Tell a friend, uncle, long lost relative that you're actually watching the best podcast on the planet. Today, I'm actually playing the role of producer as well as podcast host. So I'm getting double paid today. I'm taking my producer's paycheck. Now, Bobby, on the podcast, right? I am trying to get better actively at networking, right? And just connecting with people. But what I struggle with is giving like an XYZ statement. Like I'm Tanny, I do this and this and this, right? Introducing myself. So instead of introducing you, my question to you is, when you go to a public place and you meet someone for the first time, how do you introduce yourself? In a public place? Yeah. I mean, I'm usually working. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm busy moving. <laughs> so, I mean, in a public place, um, I don't know. It's, Hi, I'm Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I've been in a relationship for so, so long. Yeah. It, it, one of those things is like, I'm, I'm really just not... I don't know, I'm just not out and about like that these days. So yeah. I, that's a hard question for me to answer. Honestly, I thought it was, because every single time I ask someone that, right, they have like a, like a set answer. I'm like, oh, so y'all just rehearse this in the mirror. That, that's what y'all do. That's cool. <laughs> so you're like the first person to go, I don't know. It depends. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, ice cream shop? Am I uh, at the mall? Like, where am I? Right, 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 right. Very I mean, if you're, if you're quote unquote, what, what do they say? Outside? Outside. If you're outside, yeah. um, maybe you have a better you know, answer for that one. But for me, I ain't outside like that. <laughs> I'm just getting the mail right now. You know, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Bobby, you work for Recover, right? Mm -hmm. Recover, is that how it's pronounced? Recover, yeah. Okay, Recover. I gotta, um, I gotta tell myself, I am the worst when it comes to, first of all, I was that kid, right? I would play a sport and I'd never stretch. One, I'd be like, oh, I hurt too much. Uh but then in college, I could see how tight I was starting to get. Right, right, like, right. I could barely at the time like touch my knees. And right. I, I mean, I have long arms too. So I was like, what's the excuse? And I'm like, okay, this is actually serious. And a couple of trainers are like, yo, you really need to get more limber. For you in your industry, right? What do you think people struggle with the most when it comes to that aspect of recovery? I think it, it comes down to one big thing is discipline. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like, I think people are not disciplined enough to do recovery. Yeah. Um, and it's actually probably one of the most at times it could be the most relaxing, but real, re real recovery. We're working on structural, making structural differences to your body. Yeah. Getting you more flexible, you know, making sure there's blood flow there. You know, it, it, it's very it's very integrated, you know. So, I mean, I would say discipline is probably the the main thing, you know, and just getting there yeah. to recover, being able to stretch, getting down on the floor, having floor time, stretching, you know, so it comes down to discipline, really. Wait, you said floor time. What do you, what did you mean by floor time? Floor time, yeah. you know, like just spending time on the floor. Have you watched Blue Zones? 
Oh, you said Blue Zones? Yeah. No, not the top of my head, no. So Blue Zones is, is this new uh, Netflix documentary. I've been actually contacted them. They're, they're doing a lot of research on uh, centenarians yeah. and, and longevity and stuff like that. So doing stuff like just getting on the floor, like these people are able to pick up fruits and vegetables from the floor, like, and bend down and squat. Right. Their glutes are touching the floor. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, really? it, it, it's not like they're like, I got to pick. Like they're, they're 70, 75 years old with excellent mobility. That is interesting. Okay. I got to ask this question because I've heard a lot of bro science growing up. Right? right. Right. And it could be both. But do you feel like body weight, body weight exercises or like lifting weights are more effective when it comes to longevity? I think body weight exercises are so much better. I, you know, it's crazy because I've I've became more of that person over time. Really? Like you tap a couple years ago. Yeah. I was like a bro lifter. <laughs> I had size. I mean, I was I was benching a whole bunch of weight. I yeah. was doing all of that, but I had pain in my ankles. I had pain in my elbows. Like I was doing too much. Yeah. I wasn't working on the stability muscles and body weight exercises. You're gonna work on stability muscles. Mm. You know. You're going to work on the soleus. What made that switch, though, that you were like, let me stop throwing away weights? Was it like a friend told you about it? Are you seeing this on the Internet? Like what made you go? All right. I don't need to bench 5,000 pounds. The tightness. The, the tightness. The, the, the tightness. So I play college basketball. So after I was done, it was just like I had this residual tightness mm -hmm. going on and like tightness in my ankles, tightness in my calves and my hips. I still do. Yeah. I'm working on it. But it's like that made me want to make a difference on my body like mm -hmm. me myself because i used to do what you did yeah for sure 100%. you know just go play ball and like not nothing. stretch go get a gatorade you're good to go yeah <laughs> you think you're all right you might i might hit the jacuzzi if it's a good day <laughs> you know the first pain i ever had where i was like okay i should pay attention it was like um i don't want to say it was my glute it was like the upper portion of it okay like lower back like on the left side okay just doing this weird like like a tweak every single time i'm like what is that thing and then I remember seeing, um, I guess he's a therapist. I don't know the exact term, what he calls himself, but he gave me this crazy stretch where um, I lay down, I hit the floor mm -hmm. and then he kind of like was just like rotating my leg up and down. And then I just had to manually just go up and down um, like five sets of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember after a week, pain was completely gone. And I was like, I don't think I've ever worked that muscle like that, like that specific area before. Right. And I was like, this stuff, I, I mean... <laughs> It seems crazy, right? Like one of the biggest myths that I heard is that real men don't do yoga. That is so far from the truth. So far. So far. I did yoga for the first time two years ago, hot yoga, and that is the first time I've cried working out before. Oh, and it's so hard. Oh, yeah. You have to really hold these positions and challenge your stability muscles. Like at the end of the day, a lot of people are not trained to do that. They're not. They're trained to move force. Pri through your prime movers, through your calves, through your hamstrings, up the glutes. Yeah. But how about the little stabilizers that's supposed to make that more efficient? How do you get to learn about all those little muscles? Is that what you studied in school or? So my undergrad, I mean, just throughout, I've been in health and wellness since I was like 14. Okay. So like just throughout like trial and error, I've had that kind of experience. But then also I, my undergrad, I did exercise science and aging science. Oh, wow. So I did a double bachelor's and my exercise science, we went through all anatomy, biomechanics, and then after that, I did my doctorate in occupational therapy. So we deep dived even a little bit more 
on the body. So you've just been entrenched in it. Like entrenched. Yeah. I worked at GNC as a, as a manager. I worked at smoothie sh uh, shops, uh, selling vitamins. Uh, I've, I've ran, I've been a um, top salesperson at a gym yeah. at 24 hour fitness. I've done it all. I think in health and wellness, if I haven't, uh, Dude, you gotta let me know. <laughs> awesome, bro. That is awesome. Now, you were in it, I'm assuming it's, um, well, you've been it before. Um, during COVID, right? What were you doing during COVID? Was recovery up and running then, or were you doing something else at the time? So during COVID, actually, I was I was probably, well, I was actually in residency. I was at Florida Orthopedic, uh, Orthopedic Institute. Okay. So over there, I was working with, you know, upper extremity, uh, you know, just injuries and stuff like that, just doing you know, the final last little bit of, of grad school. So okay. I was actually still in grad school. I was personal training out of high rise buildings. I was doing that on my own. Um, I had a, it was, it was nice, you know, I was in college and I was making a couple thousand dollars a month. Does not and, hurt. Yeah. It does not hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I was doing during COVID. But, and I was also making that transition toward body weight exercises as well. Interesting. Cause I kind of felt my body a little bit more during that sitting around and all of that, so you know? Brutal. I don't know anyone that didn't gain weight during <laughs> COVID, at least some form of fashion, Un unless they did something just really extreme, like just build out an entire gym in their garage. I mean, most people, yeah, most people I know just gained a ton and tons of weight during COVID. It was, I mean, super hard. You know, your, your cortisol is up, you're stressed. It's just so easy to pack on the weight when you know, everything's against you kind of. A hundred percent. That's like mask, no mask. What are we doing now? Oh, which way are we going here? Which way are we going here? Oh, we can't even do masks. There's no weights out there. <laughs> weights are sold out everywhere. It was crazy. That was brutal. Actually, I, I'm glad you said that because I completely forgot about that. I remember going online like every day waking up like, do they have, I wanted those uh, adjustable weights. Yeah. Oh, sold out. Completely. I just wanted one kettlebell. <laughs> That thing is I had one dumbbell, but I didn't have a matching one. So it was like my workouts, I'm like trying to, it's like only so many times you can bench 50 pounds. Right, right. So uh, yeah, that was brutal. Wow, I completely forgot about that. And to you, that is awesome that um, you were in school during that time because a lot of people in health and awareness, um, wellness, awareness, wellness actually really suffered, right? Because right. they're going from, you know, having full gyms or having like workout programs, public, you know, it's just all outdoor or um, just all public stuff. Right and completely shut down. Right. So I think it was some crazy number, like 30%, don't quote me on it, but like 30 to 35% of just like all gyms would just completely shut down. Completely. Completely, because how do you recover if you, if you, what you do is literally centered around having people there and you can't right. have people there. Um, so it's good to see that COVID didn't really impact you because you were kind of still in the um, ramping up stage. Right? I, was, I was working like, I, I probably was doing anywhere from 40 like to 50 hours week, just dialing in on the upper extremity really, and just kind of honing on myself too. I was, during that time, I went through the most personal growth. Actually, COVID was very pivotal in the sense of, I challenged me and one of my really, really good friends, he's actually more of a best friend, yeah. um, Maurice, he, we were, we were challenging each other on like reading books. Really? Self, yeah, like I would read, and my thing was, I would read a physical copy, uh, I would read two books a week, a physical copy and an audio. And I'll do it at the same time. So I get exhausted and I go back and forth. I read over 40 books. 40 books. During COVID. Oh. Or 40, but it changed me. It really changed me in the sense that I was getting closer to the person I wanted to be. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that right there, like I still, I still pull from, like now, I still pull, pull from experiences from COVID. You know, 5 a.m. club. Like yeah. we were doing it. Great book. G great book. Yeah. 
if, if you haven't read it, read it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really read it. it. Teaches you discipline. Back to that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, learning about the stock market, learning about business, and again, like you can be a therapist and stuff like that. But if you don't know all these other things, you know, it's it's not going to complement your skill. What gave you that? Well, prior to that, were you already reading books? Was it kind of you know occasionally? Like what were, what were your reading habits then before knocking out all forty? During COVID? maybe one a year. Oh, okay, that's oh, so you really ramped it up then? Yeah, and and then I think that's because more my persona at the time was more so a basketball player. Okay, I was just obsessed with it, you know. Uh, making 10 in a row shots here and, you know, making sure I was in the gym, going from the gym to doing weights. And it was, it was very much that. And even getting out of that like mindset going into USF where I was just like doing my exercise science, kind of getting ready for my doctorate. It was, it was still with me, you know? And now it's just like, I'm fully, you know, I'm fully confident and secure and, you know, myself and my kind of my my mindset right now for sure that's awesome have you played ball against marvel for those of you that don't know he was here on episode nine have you played ball against him i haven't but i you know i shot around with him and stuff like that he's a big dude is he good i haven't played against him i can't say he can ball and i'm like yeah he's a big dude you know he's a big guy all right he looked at me he got he got a little (laughs) mid-range i seen him you know little pal gasol action (laughs) i seen him hold it over (laughs) can't block that that's wild. And you said um, you went to UCF? USF. Oh, USF. Yeah. I'd be mixing them up. I'm the worst. Hey, the Battle Night 4. You, you're the Bulls, right? Bulls, yes. yes I know this stuff. Yes, you know? I got it. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually got a halfway scholarship there, the USF. Ended up going to Texas for college just because it wasn't a full scholarship. Um, but no, nah, USF was actually top of my list. I absolutely loved the team. What, what sport did you play? I played basketball and football. Um, but I actually had a med school scholarship. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm sorry, a pre-med scholarship um, at the time. Um, but yeah, TCU was awesome in Texas. It was like right around the time they started to get like notoriety. Right. To become like a bigger school. So how was her hoop? Cool. How was her hoops over there? It was aight. It was aight. It was nothing to write home about because we we're in the Mountain West Conference. Mm. And I think the best team was like UNLV. Um, yeah. So it wasn't that great of a conference. Yeah. Oops. But football, though. Although um, I ended up hurting myself the day before our last preseason game. Um, that year, we actually went to the Rose Bowl. Mm. Yeah, and we won the Rose Bowl. And I was like, what? This is crazy. This school's about to blow up. But the grind, just getting to the Rose Bowl, oh, right? it's incredible. I mean, it was just crazy. Uh, even last year, I was so proud of them. I actually went to the game. Um, we went to the national title game. Um uh, the football team that went to the national title right. but got spanked we lost by like 50 points it was pretty embarrassing that's probably the worst it was the worst loss of all time so um proud of them but but do better guys Rick, do you gotta better. do better so- <laughs> got to do better hit up recover man <laughs> all right so talk to me more about recover right now you've yep. got some background recover how did this idea come about so um you know it came really in so many different fashions, right? Like I, I speak I speak of one way, but another way, and really to give some background on it is that, you know, you go to OD, o, OT school, okay. you get into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, right? Like just, just what it is, right? Oh. So you're forcing a box to either make $70,000, $80,000, right? Mm-hmm. Out of school, maybe 90,000 if you're, you know, if you're lucky. And you have two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. 
it puts you in a spot where you can never get out of debt. Mm. Number one, because you're in that gray zone. You don't make enough, but you make some. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. So you never could pay off the interest. So I started doing this in 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 class. I'm like, I'm never gonna pay this off. <laughs> is your revenue stuck? If you're an entrepreneur and your revenue is stuck, you don't need to fix your products or services. You need new audiences to discover you more consistently. Podcast guesting is an ideal way to be discovered 24 hours a day by your ideal clients. And guess what? The more people that know you, the more people can flow you. Head over to podcastmasterypack.com and take advantage of your first or next podcast. Oh, let's go. <laughs> like you do the math. Like the math, or it was math, and the math was not math. Yeah. I'm just going to pay the interest. That's what's going to happen, yeah. right? So you have that. Then I started a Turo business. So in school, okay. literally, people see me buying cars in school. And I'm, prior, prior from that, I was doing the stock market thing, right? Like okay. COVID finished. We're, I'm finishing up. I'm buying cars. So I have a, 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 a eight-car fleet. Okay. Right? So we have an eight-car fleet. We're running it. We bring it down to Miami because I'm like, listen, I'm going down to Miami. And... I'm going to do something called a DSI, Doctoral Specialty Internship. Okay. So it's after, you know, it's kind of like the last semester you come down, you have this last couple uh, weeks of just getting your capstone out, your thesis out. Okay. Like real life. And my, my, my thesis more so was around social media and occupational therapy. Interesting. How that's going to impact, you know, just how social media is going to impact occupational therapy long-term. Interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll, deep a little, I'll, I'll dig in yeah, a little I'll, bit deeper I, on I, that. Let me put it in my back pocket. I was like, I'm going to go right back to that. I'm going to let you get this one out, but yeah, I'm definitely going to come back to it. So I go to Kendall to this hand therapy clinic. Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm doing my DSI and stuff like that. And I'm like preaching to everybody, like guys, like we need to start doing social media more. You got to do social media. You got to post. You can't, you cannot, um, you cannot, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it kind of like just like you cannot lean on insurance? Mm, gotcha. You, you can't because bigger corporations like Baptist Health are buying out smaller practices mm. at an alarming rate. Physician practices. Gotcha. But the physician holds the referral, right? Yeah. Like they hold the keys to the to the gym. Well, you got to get a referral to get sent out to do therapy. So therefore, if Baptist is buying out those physician offices, where does that referral go in now? to Baptist Health mm. Orthopedic Clinic. Gotcha. That's interesting. I started seeing the trend and I was like, it's gonna be a very unstable nature for private practices if they don't understand this phenomenon. You know, yeah. you have to go social, you gotta get yourself out there. You gotta get free content out there. So before they were kind of a hundred percent like reliant on insurance, just like yeah. traffic that other people were just bringing in as opposed to doing things to yeah. kind of Physicians no surgeons, surgeons send them, you know, this. Well, physician, oh, sorry, physicians no therapists and those physicians send, send them people. It's it's like an ecosystem. Gotcha. It's just a referral engine around the physician. Gotcha. So I was really getting people to understand that that was happening. You got to be your own entity as a therapist. Yeah. You have to. So they laughed at me. Really? Oh, they laughed. I'm at sorry. Me. What year was this? This was. I mean, it doesn't feel like a crazy thing. You're saying it now. Maybe it was like a different time. I would have been like, yeah, like 100%. This is probably 2021. 
That's crazy. So I'm telling them, I'm like, I'm, and I'm presenting, I'm getting, like I'm putting on the screen, I'm putting the projector, I'm like, guys, <laughs> guys, you see this post? This post has X amount of likes. Yeah. We had more likes this week. Like we're getting more engagement. We're yeah. getting more comments. Like I was, that was, those were my indicators. Yeah. And if we get more engagement, people are gonna come in. 100%, makes sense. <laughs> Basic, right? Yeah. They like, weren't doing it at all. What do you think is the biggest thing that was stopping them from hearing your message, right? Was it just stuck in your ways kind of mentality or what do you think that is? So, so, the, 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 so the therapist there that ran the clinic, okay. he, he's ran it for years, very successful, but it's one way. It's dependent on insurance, mm. you know? Yeah. Where I was saying, guys, go from insurance, go to subscription. That's good. You know, That's go from good. insurance, be the insurance. Why not? Yeah. Become that. So I guess, it, I guess that message wasn't enticing enough. You know, I, I who knows, you know? Um, wild. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense it in the world. It feel like it takes that much effort to do either. No, especially if you have a base of people already coming. Yeah. Like just, it, it, it's gonna... It's gonna happen where the physician that's feeding you, yeah. it's gonna get that they're gonna get bought out. They're gonna get bought out, and then guess what? Since you didn't hedge ahead of time, mm -hmm. now you're paying for it. You know. So, anyways, so that that ended up happening and didn't really go anywhere. Uh, they really haven't posted much or anything. And I went door to door because I understood that I was gonna be able to make enough money, but I understood social media, and I, I understood the perspective of. Bobby as an athlete of how he feels because he's still working out. He's still doing it. He still has tight pain and every, you know? Yeah. So all those themes, all those, all of that just kind of merged into me like, okay, I got to be independent and I got to build value in me. What was the message that you were delivering when you were going from door to door? The mess, I mean, the message was really... And what I mean when I went door to door, it was more like I was bringing my table, giving out, I was giving out free value. I was stretching people out. Mm. Give me a shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what I was doing. You know, hey, I'm going to scrape you, do the grassing, you know, or give you some soft tissue. I just try me out. Right? Yeah. And it went from, oh yeah, like, you know, people kept calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me. Yeah. You know, oh, and refer him there and this and that. And then next thing you know, I have to. I have clients and I can't do Turo no more. I'm too busy right now. I can't even do Turo no more. <laughs> what you did know? you end up doing with the Turo business? I just saw my cars. Got you. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't do it no more. I'm curious because I hear like two different stories when it comes to Turo. Like it was either really great or it was absolutely terrible. I've never heard anything in the middle with Turo. It depends where your entry, you know, your entry price is on that vehicle. If you buy a car at 3000 you pay it off. Mm -hmm. If it sits there sits there it's paid off oh gotcha it, it, it really depends on that and then there's there's a whole entire like market that's happening in Turo you know you got to keep up with if you're going to be in the Camry if you're going to be the e economical cars and you want to be with the Camrys and Corollas and all of that mm -hmm. you have to literally be on one-year leases or buy a, a new car every year because there's people coming into that market every single year with a 2021 uh, Camry, 2022 Camry. It's a competition. It's, it's competition. Yeah. Of course. It's like Airbnb, you know? But I think it's more competitive. Mm, that's fascinating because a bunch of my friends, and this is during COVID. COVID was a weird year. Um, that's like everyone was, uh, I don't know if you've ever been on Clubhouse before. 
Never. Okay, it's just like an audio app where people just go in different rooms and give game. You know, oh, I got the secret sauce. I got the secret sauce. I got. I got to join. <laughs> <laughs> but now it was kind of like one of those where you know some people's information was sketchy. Like, yeah, do you really just do that? Right. Um. So around that time period, I can at least count off the top of my head nine different people that either started a Turo business or started Airbnb business, and only one of them still does it right now. Um, cause one, I don't think they went in with the right mindset, right? Where right. it's an actual business. They were kind right. of just looking at it as like a cash grab. Like, right. I just do this and this, I got the apartment and set up the furniture. We're good. They didn't worry about how to get it cleaned, how to make sure the tenants don't mess up things, how to make sure they structure everything, like all that stuff. Right, 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 right. Out the oh, yeah. That. It's like, oh gosh, so brutal. Um, but yeah, it's just, what's really cool. And I don't want everyone to miss what he just said. Cause you just gave the biggest jewel that. In my opinion, the biggest gem when it comes to business, right? Whenever you're looking for clients or you're looking for an opportunity for business, it's all about leading with value. So, for example, you had your table out there. Right. You're stretching people out. You're showing people the product, right, or your service. If it's terrible, you ain't getting any calls. Right. If it's good, your phone's going to go off. It's like, oh, either way, it's a win because, one, you know, okay, I need to tweak something. Or, B, yeah, I they, they know what I do here. Right. You know, so right. Uh, that's literally the secret sauce I tell people. It's lead with value. Oh, and, and, and you know, one of, one of the, the, the main books that I've read about value that really kind of gave me that game too is The Go-Giver. Mm. Like he kept giving free value. And, 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 and just like the science on value, if you overgive value, like if you give a lot of value, yeah. Compared to what they're giving you, they're going to feel like they're, they're, they're going to want to give you value. They're going to want to talk about you. Yeah. For example, I'm going to give you an example. If, if down the street they're selling Snickers for a penny, mm-hmm. people are going to talk about it. Yo, those Snickers are for a penny. Mm-hmm. Penny. It's not a dollar. We're talking about a penny. Exactly. Everybody's talking about because the value so much. Yo, Dr. Bobby's stretching people out for $5. <laughs> oh my, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? <laughs> I like that. You know? No, 100%. But it causes an avalanche of word of mouth. 100%. And word of mouth is the best organic uh, form of advertising, so you know? What's the name of that book again? You said The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. Do you know who it's by, by any chance? I'm terrible, I, I'm, I'm terrible I'm gonna, with authors. I, I'm going to put this in my list as you go on because I want to make sure that I don't miss out on this one. Uh, perfect. The Go-Giver. Go-Giver. Done. I have like seven Audible credits. I went a little crazy. Oh, they're the best. Oh, Audibles. I, I don't know if it's a limiting belief on my part, but I don't retain information well when I just read it. But if I either listen to it or do a combination of both, which I at least uh, recently um, learned from, shout out to Alex Ramosi, mm. one of his, um, I forgot the name of the book, uh, $100 million offers. Mm-hmm. He's like, honestly, read this book and listen to it. Like he said it on the audio. I was like, okay, dude, I retained so much on that. I was like, I need to be doing this. And also the application, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like, I like to read and listen at the same time. I love that. I did that a lot in grad school, but I think that, if you read books based on your scenario and what you're going through, like it will all make sense. Like mm-hmm. every time I have an issue, I read, I look for my solution. Like I'm an action person. Like I make actionable changes to how I think. And like, I really want to grow. Yeah. So I read, I consume content. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's one of the main things is that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like you're receptive to that information. Cause you're, 
I guess, actively looking for that answer. Of you course. Know, so you're, re you're listening or watching something or reading something, I should say, and you're like, oh, obviously, you be yeah, that actually makes sense. I don't know why I've never put it in words like that, but 100% makes sense. Like, I, it was like right now I'm, I'm reading about... Um, your next five moves, you know, by Patrick, uh, uh, PBD. Yep, yep, PBD. <laughs> so those things are very instrumental to me because I'm, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I am building the next, you know, empire of recover, like, you know, I'm really building that. And in order for me to build that, I do got to think ahead and I do got to think, you know, what's to come. I, I, I do got to innovate. I spend 75% of my day, my, my day innovating, Interesting. you know, yeah. like just thinking about, what I can do better, you know? Ah, that's so good. And also I have found it's very difficult for myself personally during my journey and probably will be in the future, just back and forth, just because the hardest thing for me currently is letting go, right? <laughs> Putting myself in a position where other people can take over. Because mm -hmm. I'm kind of in the background like, ah, did you, you didn't quite, did, the audio's not, you know, if you just like tweak, I'm like, no, Tanny, let go. Let right, go. right, right, Gotta right. Let go. I find that challenging, but... Um, the best you, let it go. Oh, it's so hard to let go. The best let it go. I know. It just hurts. Like, like, like literally the best let it go. Like, like think about Elon Musk. He has like seven companies. You know, you know he's yeah. not doing all of that. 100%. But he's doing all of that. <laughs> How? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Right? 100%. Jack Dorsey, he's running Square. He's, he, he was running Square on Twitter. He's not doing all of that, but he's doing all of that. 100%. So it's understand, like it's increasing the bandwidth, delegating in the sense where it's like, you know, you're empowering people while doing it. It's mm, a good way to put it. You know, yeah. like for, in, 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 at least in my business, like that's how... I want, like, I am running things, you know, as far as like empowering people, making sure that it is valuable, the stuff that they're doing, you know, it's valuable to where they're going. You know, it's, it's, it's different. It's different to pitch someone, you know, a 401k and stuff like that. I'm pitching, a, uh, I'm pitching to you a vision and I'm giving you actionable steps to get there. 100%. And they seen the, they seen the blueprint of, of, of what I have done. Right. And it's, a, it's believable at this point, you know? Oh man. It's funny. You said that I interviewed, um, Steve Lags, he's the president of TRC Electronics. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of saying the same thing you are, right? In the sense that he kind of loves to empower people and interview people that work for him, right? Not people that he has coming in and kind of figuring out exactly what their goals are. And he establishes game plans with each of his staff members to actually achieve those goals. Right. Whether it's having their own business in the future or becoming the CFO in the future or whatever it is, he literally sits down and interviews them and builds an actionable plan. So now it almost feels like each team member is like a part of the team or like he's going out of his way to make sure that you're reaching your goals, which makes you in turn go harder for you. And it's like, really? 100%. That is, cr I mean, it makes sense as I'm saying it, but to think that thought without hearing it is just different. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, like there's entrepreneurs and there's entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. And entrepreneurs get it too. Like, don't get it twisted. Like they really get it. Like they understand that if I keep growing and I have purpose behind what I'm doing mm -hmm. and the company behind me has a good purpose, yeah. I'm all for it. And guess what? They get to it in a sense where it's like, all right, you know, um, I've changed 200 lives. I wasn't able to do that in the healthcare system. Yeah. Like I, I was really able to change 200 lives. And then on top of that, I'm making competitive wages while I'm at it. Mm, I like that. 
that combination. You know what I'm saying? Like hundred percent. Like you're you're like my system at Recover is completely unorthodox in the sense that there's people that are used to making fifty percent less. I'm sorry, fifty percent less? Yeah, like 35 percent to fifty percent less. That's a lot, dude. Big time. Big time. Wow. And, and, in, and, and in our system, huh? I said, and they have a mission behind it. They have a mission behind it. They're growing. They see where they're going. It all makes sense. It's what, what we're building out there. We're building Golden State in, my, in like Miami Heat, you know, 2012. Yeah. I, I solely believe in that. Ah, like that. You know, like, yeah. like what you're saying, sitting down, interviewing people. Like I sit down. Yeah. I interview them. I ask them questions. Like I'm really in it. Like I'm, I'm trying to understand you. What do you want out of this? Mm. Like, what do you want out of this? Like, do you want to go and get it? You know, do you like, 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 do, like, do you I'm really want it? Feeling like inspired right now for that <laughs> reason. I'm like, yes, I want to grow. You know, <laughs> like, like, do you really want to go and get it? Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like, damn, I wasn't expecting that, Doctor Bobby. I was expecting, hey, recover fans, Doctor Bobby. Not like, I'm trying to get it. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, that's a whole different mindset. And sometimes it's like. You can tell someone's coming in for a paycheck. You can see if someone really wants to go and get it and make something out of themselves mm. and bring purpose, you know? So that's like, again, that's like one of the things that I really take pride on. I really sit down, I build goals for these people. I really, they build themselves goals. They tell me, listen, this is where I want to go. Mm. Are we able to get there? I said, listen, the ship is ready to get there. We're going to get there. You know what I mean? I'm like, like motivated, <laughs> bro. Motivated me right now. I'm like, okay, yes, I want to go. Man, I want to like run up a hill or something right now. It's like a rocky moment right now. That's awesome, bro. And I can see why they feed off you, just your energy alone. Right. Um, just I can see why people would want to run through a brick wall for you. Like, yeah, I can run through it. I'm ready. Are <laughs> you coming too? We can right. do this. No, 100%. Right, right. <laughs> so right now, your location is in Midtown, correct? So we, so it's, um, we're waiting on the city. Okay. A couple weeks away. Okay. Um, Midtown's being built, so that's almost done. And then downtown Miami inside Boxer Gym. Dude, that's awesome, bro. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That is awesome. How many locations do you plan on having in the next three years? So definitely next three years. Mm-hmm. Gave you an interesting time horizon. I feel like most people say five years. Yeah, five years. yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like, let me hit him with the three. Three, let's say, what do you say, 10 to 15? Ooh, I like it. I like it. Say like 10 to 15. It. Am I the first person to get this on camera? Get this on camera? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well actually, last week I was on a podcast. They, they asked me. Yet. But it wasn't. No. I'm going to be the first. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time you heard it. <laughs> I was like, all that matters is the release. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right. So I just want to pick your brain a little more. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm loving sure it. to help the audience. Okay. So let's say I'm super tight. Right. Yep. And I am struggling as far as just flexibility. Right. What regimen would you recommend someone use? I don't want to give like a time horizon, mm-hmm. but something they can do daily that's pretty actionable and won't make them feel like they're really, really, really going out of their way to do it. You know what I mean? Like something to stretch and stuff like that? Yeah. Just anything that can just make you more limber. Because I see stretch. Being flexible is probably the biggest thing that I see people lack. Flexibility in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what regimen would you recommend? And and it's a simple question, but still loaded, you know, because everyone's so different. Everyone's so different, you know, and and people appear differently. But even like generally, like just like I said, floor time, getting on the floor, 
and stretching out hip openers, you know, working on your foot and ankle, like a lot of 90% Sorry, foot and, and see, I'm, I'm one of the 90%. How do you do foot and ankle? So yeah, like, so a lot of foot and ankle issues are happening in the sense of like, okay, you can see my foot here. Okay. So foot and ankle would be like stretching it like back and forth kind of. No, I, I wouldn't start like that yet. Okay. I'm more so getting on a board. Interesting. Okay. You know, yeah. to get your sensory, like we wear shoes all day. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we wear shoes all day, there's a lot of nerves in our feet. Right. And, 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 and there's a lot of things that are going on in our feet as far as like biomechanics. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times when we wear shoes all the time, we lose a lot of sensation and nerve endings as far as like messaging really? for that big toe. That big toe is the first mobile joint in our body. I'm Tanny so Majikwa, your podcasting ally. Have you ever felt that podcasting is a logistical nightmare? It's not all the glamour and deep conversations. You're nodding, aren't you? Coordinating with guests, handling the technical stuff, editing for hours on end. And when you've done all that, there's that daunting task of getting your podcast across multiple platforms. Overwhelming, isn't it? But hold on. What if there's a way to make podcasting painless? Introducing Podcasters On Demand. It's like having a dedicated remote podcast producer at your fingertips, ready to handle all your needs. Wherever you are, wherever your guest is, we've got you covered. We'll take care of all your audio and video editing. You get to focus on what you do best, creating engaging content. And when you're ready, we'll send over your podcast to over 20 audio platforms, and we'll even help you out with YouTube. But wait, there's more. We optimize your YouTube podcast, episode title, and description for maximum viewership. We even do thumbnails. Your audience will find you effortlessly. So are you ready to turn podcasting into a breeze? It's time to get your producer on demand and start your painless journey. our body. So that's why you start to see the bunion going in. And we're wearing a lot of shoes that just not meant for us, right? So that means, you know, that toe's not knowing where to go. It just wanders off. Why? Because the nerve's not firing. So your first mobile joint in your body is already out of whack. Then now the, now the stability of your foot, it's not getting strengthened appropriate, uh, appropriately. That's what happens a lot of times. Oh. Now your ankles are overworking because your first mobility joints out, right? Your big toe, yeah. your second mobility joints the ankle. It's a, it, it's, it's a whole biomechanical kind of system going and up. And you fix that by, is it going barefoot or just taking off the shoe? Going like barefoot. Going on balance boards, working on your intrinsics on your foot, spacing out your toes. You said intrinsics. Intrinsics. I'm sorry. Like the sorry the the muscles in your foot okay. that keep it stable, that help spread your toes out. Those are your intrinsics. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that way you have independent, 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 um, strengthening of each and in each and every toe. It makes sense because. It's the way you're describing it is so simple too. It's like just make more contact because right now it's it just doesn't have any contact at all. Around. Yeah. Like our hands get contact. We have a lot of nerve endings here. We do a lot of stuff with our hands, right? Yeah. But like our feet, like we don't have any like non, you know, you know, like as far as like biomechanical issues, we don't have that going on a lot with our hands. But our feet, since we're on top of it, we're walking every day, we're giving it the wrong stimuli. You know? It's like, uh, for example, like shoes. Okay. Something simple as that, picking out your shoes. We have someone at Nike that, has, that knows nothing about the foot picking out your shoes. Okay. 
Like that's happening every that's single day. Crazy, and you're walking in those same shoes every single day. But that shoe was meant for Kevin Durant. Ah. Oh. It wasn't meant for yourself. <laughs> it wasn't meant for for a foot that has a excessive arch. Yeah. I'm not talking about Kevin Durant shoes in particular, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying that the, they market based on that person. And those people are going to buy those shoes because they want to play like Kevin Durant. But there's a deeper, there's, it's deeper than that. You have to buy a shoe that's for Bobby Thrush. How do you buy your shoes? I'm curious because I, I got to step on my shoe buying game now because so, like, I'm buying Kevin Durant's over here. <laughs> <laughs> my shoe buying process has evolved as I've just gotten more educated on the stimuli that's happening every single day. Okay. The water we're drinking, just everything. But as far as like shoes, I need a, I need a shoe that encourages big toe mobility. I don't have great intrinsics, okay. like foot strength. So I need something that's going to give me stability in the base of the shoe. Okay. I, I need a rather low cut shoe because my mobility in my ankle is not the best. So I want to encourage that. So the, the shoe that I'm looking for is very, very specific. And I have a whole other... A lot of issues going on, like anterior uh, tibialis uh, tendonitis. I have that going down. So there's. I'm gonna pretend like I know what that means. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's when the anterior tib, the, the the distal attachment is very, very inflamed. Okay. And I, I struggle with that a lot. So I have to wear orthotics, and there's just a lot that goes on into that aspect of it. But if you know your foot anatomy, you can select shoes that's best for you. Do you feel like people have issues and don't even know they have? They don't know because they don't have that. Deep they don't know that you have. Like you broke it down into like eight different words together until you know right, you right. said that whole thing. Right. I feel like a lot of people have stuff like that, but they just see it as normal life. It's normal life. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 again, just like I said, you drink water every single day, and if you're not watching what water you're drinking every single day, like you're building you're building bad habits. Yeah. Like the PFA stuff, like building bad habits. Shoes, you're wearing bad shoes. You're building bad habits. Yeah. It's not encouraging the structure of your anatomy. You're not encouraging the, the structure and the processes of your biology mm. by drinking this water, you know, uh, by not eating foods that have transparent labels, you know? Mm. So it's all of those things that over time I've evolved into a certain type of person that's cognizant of those things. That's so deep. I like this. So you're saying stay away from Dasani is what I'm hearing. Stay away from Dasani. <laughs> Stay away from Zani. What is it? I got to ask because I don't know. Um, for context, I was born and raised in Africa, right? I came right. here my senior year of high school. So a lot of things with the black culture, I don't 100% know, but I got it like solid 80%. Right, right, right. Why do black people hate the Sani? I, I don't not, not like the Sani. <laughs> you don't like the Sani? <laughs> but but I, never, I never knew that. Oh, 100%. That's a thing? Oh, I am telling you. Every time it's like, I'll do a bottle of water. Show, oh yeah, I got, oh Dasani. Oh, I'm good. I do a coke. Like they'd rather have a coke than a Dasani. Oh, I've that's twisted that. too. I, I, I've seen it. I'm like, yo, is there's carcinogens. Really there's even more carcinogens in that diet coke or that coke. Really? Oh, Way I mean, more. I, I don't know what aspartame and all of that. Ugh, forget about it. <laughs> I've actually heard someone say diet coke is worse than regular coke. 100 percent because the like the aspartame and the sweeteners, like all it's that worse stuff than that's sugar? in it. Well, yeah, I didn't know that. I and they're stay away from both. And and, and they're loaded with uh, PFAs, which PFAs are forever chemicals, and they cannot be broken down by your body at all. So I'm afraid to ask what happens to it when it hits your body. Oh, they just accumulate. They're in the crouch areas of Lululemon leg leggings. Yeah, and there there's a correlation between high PFAs in those leggings and. Uh, Cancer. 
Wait, yeah, I'm sorry. Point. Lululemons? Lululemons. Yeah. Gap. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? Well, when, when, when did this become a thing? Oh, there's reports coming everywhere. Because really? PFAs are forever chemicals. Can't break them down. Oh, man. I got to pay attention more. To, I try to stay away from the news, but that's... I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I know people... Can't break them down. More inflammation. Yeah. And it just accumulates. It just accumulates. Now, now and then, you know, you, you start to link these things to, you know, Alzheimer's and all these neurodegenerative uh, disorders because there's so much inflammation in the brain. There's so much inflammation in the gut. And it's just inflammation. But PFAs oh, cannot be broken down. You know what's scary, though, man? I feel like everyone has the perfect diet plan or the perfect pill. But sometimes when I interview people... This one person's might contradict someone else's. Mm-hmm. So it almost gets to a point where it's like overwhelming sometimes. Like, but you said go vegan. But you said an all meat diet. Mm-hmm. But you said plant based. But you said that. And it's just like, who do I? Oh, there's so much out there. Do you feel like every diet on the surface kind of works? Or are you saying that, in your opinion, and what's worked for you, what do you think is the best approach when it comes to food? Um, I think it really depends on. I, I think I'll. A lot of reason we don't know a lot about diet is because people come from different parts of the world as well. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Someone from Africa is going to need more watermelon because those people have are more prone to sickle cell, right? Yeah. So you need more more foods that's going to enhance vasodilation, that's going to help increase blood flow, right? Yeah. And you have a lot of those fruits and vegetables that are around you. So a lot of epigenetics, knowing that type of stuff, where someone in the European areas, they're going to be more prone and more, they're going to be easily able to digest lactose, break down milks, because they go through harsh winters. That's interesting. They go through harsh winters. Yeah. You know, you didn't go through harsh winters. Yeah. They did. So you're going to break down that easier. You're going to utilize that easier. That's a factor I've never thought about before. Carbs? Yeah. Like in Africa, they eat a lot of carbs. But you're in the sun. You're near the equator. Yeah. You need to burn. You know? You need to have that source of fuel. That's fascinating. I don't think anyone's ever broke down like your, let me say, origin. You said epigenetics. 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 What's the little definition of that? Because I'm going to so, use that a couple of times. So the epigenetics next is, is, is where, where you're from dictates your genetic code. Epigenetics. 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 Oh. Watch, you're going to see another podcast. I taught him that. I taught him that word. I literally taught him that word. What you know about epigenetics? <laughs> Put the carbs down. You know your epigenetics right now. So, so that's one part of it. Yeah. But then there's also everybody is human and they have, you know, similar processes, if not the same. Yeah. And we wear and tear our gut a lot, right? And when we wear and tear our gut a lot, that affects other systems. Because that's where we absorb all our nutrients and everything. Yeah. So I think that from the PFAs that we are taking in, from the bad foods we're taking in, we're wearing our gut. Like wearing out our gut. Yeah. And I'm saying this because I eat once or twice a day. I fast a lot. I'm I'm learning to how, how to fast one day in between as far as just like doing 24-hour fast. And, and How's that going? It's going. It's going. It's go- it's going. <laughs> is it going or is it? It's going. I have more mental clarity. I feel I feel better. Yeah. Um. I'm in a better shape that I've been in months, years. Yeah. You know. Um. I'm lean. You know. It, it's it, it's working out. So. Pun intended. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, in doing that intermittent fasting, I'm also when I do eat those one two meals a day, they are whole 
foods. Mm. I'm not eating junk. I'm sitting there, I'm eating lentils. I'm eating Greek yogurt. And it's not even regular uh, Greek yogurt. It's like Skyfer, I think it's called. Skyfer. Okay. Skyfer uh, it has something, it has a specific bacteria in that that's not present in all yogurts. Yeah. That helps break down and um, not break down, it helps build up the, the gut microbiome. Mm. Well, where lentils actually helps activate what's in that Greek yogurt. They're like, they, they feed each other. So I do a lot of stuff like that where I'm eating foods that help each other and they help bring, uh, build up that microbiome. You're super strategic when it comes to your diet. Super. I became more strategic just because I've become more educated. Oh man, I, okay, all right. I'm like, kind of motivated now. Like it takes, it takes 24 hours to break down one meal. So if it takes 24 hours to break down one meal, what happens when you do five meals? You're 60 hours behind, then you do another day, then you're 120 hours. And it takes 24 hours to break down a meal in between a toxic and a tonic. Yeah. Just to break it up. So, of course, I want to build good habits in where I'm making sure I break down everything. Yeah. You know, I have all those toxic elements out. And then when I'm bringing food, it's all good food. That's good for my gut. Because I think why a lot of people have leaky guts is because of this. It's because of this, you know? Yeah. And again... 90% 90% of serotonin, which is the main, you know, chemical for depression, that's made in the gut. So there's also those things where there's also a, um, there's also a, a saying where the gut can send signals back to the brain through the vagus nerve. Okay. And a, a lot of times people are thinking, well, the brain can only tell the stomach through the parasympathetic system, rest and digest, to digest your food, to rest just to put your body at, at ease. Yeah. That's that was made to do from the brain to the stomach, yeah. but the stomach to the brain is something different. Huh. So the brain since 90% of serotonin is made in the gut. Okay. What do you think those signals are? Depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety. 90% of serotonin is made in the stomach. 90%. 90%. I just read, a, I, I read a study on that and I was like, wow. So of course, if you have a bad gut, you're not going to feel good. You're going to be depressed. This is making so much sense because the depression rate has been rising since I couldn't even tell you when, uh, just year to year. And COVID did not help with that situation. And now that I'm hearing this, it almost seems like just changing the diet as opposed to, you know, not to get into the big pharma argument, but um, instead of just prescribing all these drugs, if we just simply change the diet, that could literally change most people's situations. If you, yeah. Simple as that. If you understand, I mean, it's, it's daily things, right? Yeah. Like stretching. That's a daily thing we should be doing. Reading our, our, our labels. We should be doing that all the time. Yeah. Transparent labels, no oils, no none of that. Right? Like our gut, it's everything. It holds our, it holds emotion. Like it, it's going to keep you healthy. It's going to, it's going to increase immune function, kidney function, but we're just killing it ourselves by Pringles, this, that, putting the wrong things in our body. Killing the layers. You know I'm about to buy some Greek yogurt after this podcast. I'm actually going to... I wish I had my phone on me right now. I wish... I I really want to grab so people know the the brand of that yogurt. I will literally... It's it's, it's, it's over there. You can keep talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that yogurt, man, it's like I I searched everywhere for it and I just found it. How did you uh, come across it? 
Uh, I literally went from label to label. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you, you did the uh, the door to door approach. I did. I, I, I tried to find what I needed. <laughs> Let me see. So you said that and lentils. Icelandic provisions. Shit. Icelandic provisions. Got it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I, I hope they can see. Oh, don't worry. There's going to be a giant label literally Bam. right in between. Bam. Right okay, there. okay. Oh, they're Perfect. Gonna see it. Oh, Perfect. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and lentils, any specific type of lentil? I don't know much I about I do a them. mix. I do a okay. mix of them. The, the studies show that it's, they're, they're really all the same as far as what they're, what I'm looking for, for them to do for me yeah. in re reconstructing my microbiome. I'm not really picky on that, but I, lentils help because they have something called galacto-oligosaccharides and they are prebiotic fibers. And when you pair them with that yogurt, yeah. it helps. It's, it's, a, it's a symbiotic relationship to help reconstruct that microbiome. So having those two daily, A1. What do you eat after that? I'm curious. After, well, yeah. after that, a lot of fruits. A fruit. Okay. So kind of like a Mediterranean-ish? Yeah, some meat. I, I eat lamb chops here and there. Okay. You know, like just to get that, that meat. But my gut doesn't do well with meat. Okay. I'm taking mental notes right now. <laughs> I'm literally about to literally go to Publix after this. Like, all right. And relabels. <laughs> transparent. I can't do it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So as far as locations, we're building one in Midtown. You have one in Boxer Gym, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and um, we're having 15 in three years, correct? Years, yeah. First one to put that out there, yeah. just so you know. All right. <laughs> I'm going to ask you two more questions as we get to the end here. Um, so this show, we have a bunch of like young entrepreneurs that are literally just getting started. Okay. And I worked in the service industry for about a decade, right? Working bartender, server, manager, cook, chef at one point. So I've kind of worked every role. And what I noticed is the service industry is a great representation of like America as a whole, mm -hmm. right? You have people from different backgrounds that kind of come together. A lot of them don't have the highest education, just different skill sets all come together to be able to give a perfect experience to this one guest that comes in to eat or dine or bark or whatever it is, right? So I find that's a perfect representation. But being that, that that's a representation, one of the biggest things that I noticed in that industry is that whenever someone wants to go after something, whether to start a business or just start to do something that would level up their career, they're always getting pulled down by someone else next to them, right. their environment. And they always feel like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I can't do it. Like they just feel unmotivated after right. a conversation. So that one person that's listening right now, right, could be the same journey, could be your journey, any journey, right, that just want to do something bigger. What message would you give them listening in right now? The message I'll give that person is to build experience into what you're doing uh, like really honing on giving value. Like if you're 10 years old and you've been doing service since 10 years old, stay in service. Why complicate it? Mm. Like I've been in health and wellness since I was 12, 13, 14 years old. I was an athlete. I was in gyms. I was doing smoothies. I was at GNC. I kept building on top of that. And that's where like the learning process, it was easier for me because it's like, oh, I know where to pull from. This yeah. is a similar experience. Okay, I can do this, I can do that. And once you have so much value, you can charge whatever you wanna charge, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can be the person you wanna be, but never box yourself into gym manager, therapist. Like, like I don't do that. Like entrepreneur is, 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 is me, you know? And someone that wants to influence someone else to do better things, that's me an influencer, someone wants to help people out there. 
So I don't box myself, you know what I mean? And I, and I stay at in the same entire, it's the same exact field the whole time. It's compound interest, simple as that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You get a free studio applause for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby, let people know where they can find you on social. Kind of oh. keep up with what you have going on right now. So Instagram is I am R-E-C-V-R. Recover on TikTok, um, www.recoverbrand.com. That's the IRL. Absolutely. URL. I was like, let me test this out real quick. Okay, absolutely. And, I, and we're on YouTube too. YouTube. What's the YouTube? Recover stuff? Brand. Re recover Brand. Yeah, Recover Brand. Just Recover Brand? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sure it'll pop up there. And I overheard you say that um, you're definitely going to come back for a part two, right? For sure. Okay, cool. Because when you get the 15th location, we're going to do a giant celebration. Oh, I'm like, down. 100%. You got you to gotta show me how to make a podcast, man. Oh, yes. Oh, you have the to. Honestly, if you... All right, watching this episode, right? I want you in the comments to write down podcast names for Bobby's podcast. Oof. What would be a good podcast name? For Bobby's podcast. Just put it in the comments there. Winner gets a $50 gift card. So put them down there. Let's please, go in please, there. Please do. Please do. I need it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I've come up with some really great ideas. I'm like, oh, I never would have thought of that. Like audience is really good at just. Oh, they get creative. Oh, yeah. They have the outside perspective. Yes. You can't see the picture when you're in the frame. You're all in the sauce. 100%. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Flipping Tables podcast.